I feel like my mother has always been very supportive and and I felt like I could really be myself. And I think that was really incredible. I think that sense of security too, that your mom has got your back is is something I would I would really like to make sure that Mona knows Sylvia no matter what. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. I'm Sonia and I'm a musician and a new mother and um, I love my mom. And hi, I'm Gail Kabaker and I am an artist and a mom and a new grandma and I am excited to be doing this podcast with my daughter, Sonia. Welcome to Sylvia and me. Gail, Sonia, thank you so much. This is fantastic. And not only you a grandmother, you're a new mom. So we have baby Mona, five months old, and that's got to be one of the best feelings around. And as I had said, we're going to be airing this somewhere around Mother's Day. And I found, as far as I'm concerned, two great people to talk to. So Gail, you said you're an artist. You've been painting for 20 years. You've been a freelance artist for over 40. Sonia, you're a singer songwriter whose career started when you were about 17, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say even younger actually, but. Okay, so when did it start? How old were you? It kind of started when I was nine. Really? And I know that your mom's been involved in a lot of it. In fact, Gail, you did a lot of traveling. You basically managed Sonia at the very beginning. Can you tell us what that was like? Sonia, having your mom with you, you come from a very creative, artistic family. How did that even come about that your mom was so much a push behind you and there with you? Well, I feel really lucky because I have two artist parents. My dad is an artist as well. And I grew up in uh, Ashfield, Massachusetts, where my mom still lives. And there wasn't, we didn't have TV and there wasn't much to do. So I basically had to entertain myself a lot of the time. And that for me, that was, I love to sing. So I was just walking around the house singing songs and, and um, at some point started writing them. And when September 11th happened actually was the first time that I wrote a song. And, and um, my mom was being an artist herself was just really supportive and and as it became clear that I had a really big passion for this and she, she took me to, you know, do all these things that probably most parents wouldn't make the time to do for their kids. And she really nurtured my love of music. And I, I'm, I'm very lucky that I had that. And Gail, I know that you've said one of your influences in a lot of the art that you do, you're influenced by music. So how did you, uh, when, when you realized that Sonia was so talented and, and had this passion, as a mom, sometimes we feel that, well, maybe we're pushing our children. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should do this. You guys have such a great bond. How did that develop as you were working with her as she was going on this journey? Well, I think it, it worked because I never actually felt like I was pushing her. 
I felt like I was supporting what she wanted to do. When you have an 11-year-old who's wanting to take theory lessons, when I need to find a teacher <laughs> who could teach her what she wants and, and, the, and the singing lessons, and then once she started playing guitar, I never actually felt like I was um, pushing her. Our son wanted to take violin from when he was like three years old and we told him he had to wait till he was six. And when he, st when we, when he started the lessons right away, it became like torture to get him to practice. So I yeah. knew- Every I, day crying, crying and violin. And, violin. <laughs> and it was just like, wait a minute. I know that it's not supposed to be like this. Like, so, okay, stop. You know, like, I'm not gonna push you to do this. So, so with Sonia, there was never any pushing. There was only like the, the joy and passion and desire and never any complaining. I mean, we used to do crazy things like, like spend six hours in the car, driving three hours each way to go have a super special voice lesson. Like we did, we did things that were crazy in retrospect, but they didn't seem crazy then and, and pretty much because I've always been a freelance artist and I feel like I've always known how to kind of find opportunity. I kind of think, I kind of just applied that same principle to her. And I found all these great opportunities for her and it made it, she was so talented that it was easy because once someone heard her, they were like, oh, well, of course I want to do this with her. Of course we'd love to have her perform. It didn't feel like a push on any level it felt natural and it felt kind of like, this is how it's supposed to work and it's working and it's great. I mean, it was hard. There were times where it was really hard. No, I, I know that one of the things that you, Gail, has said when you were talking about your work, you love being a freelance and, and a lot of times you'll get some jobs to do. And you've said that it's hard, not fun, but it feels good when it's done. And I think, Sonia, <laughs> you said something. I know you said like every seven years when you put out your, your last al album that we kind of regenerate every seven years. So your mom's saying that sometimes it can be hard and not fun, but it feels good when it's done. And I realize it rhymes. How did you feel as you were going through? Because you wound up with some great, influencers and, and you toured with the legendary Herbie Hancock among many, many others. So how does your mom's philosophy about it can be hard, but it really feels good when you're done, when you do something? It never was really hard, to be honest. And I think what my mom is saying, it's true. Like my mom wasn't a stage mom. I was just a really driven kid and she was really supportive. And that is why our relationship worked in that way and it didn't feel like I was being forced to do anything because I wasn't I was super determined to do it and I had parents who didn't fight me on that regard my husband is also a musician and, and he had to kind of fight to be a musician and that's like a whole nother thing that's kind of an interesting but I do realize that the kind of person I am I sometimes wonder if my parents hadn't been supportive if I would have done it anyways and I don't know and so I think it was like this magical combination of 
having a passion for something and landing in a family that happened to nurture art and think it was really valuable instead of there are lots of other opinions about music and art for kids. But no, it wasn't hard because I loved, I got to, I was doing what I loved all the time and driving in the car and whatnot was, I don't know, like that stuff's not hard. Yeah. I don't know. Like being tired or whatever. I was young. So like you have so much stamina too, when you're that young, that it doesn't really matter if you're tired or I don't know. (laughs) Okay. But in in between the seven years that you did one album and then you put out your last album, the words came back to me was your Mm -hmm. first one, your first international. And then seven years later, we come apart. I think that what you, Gail, said as far as not being that mom that pushes, uh, it sounds like that really, because your relationship was so close, the bond was there. And being uh, from a creative family, you kind of knew. I mean, it sounds like you had fun doing it. No matter how long the drive was, it was something that you guys did together. But kind of what I'm talking about is the fact that, Gail, you've said that sometimes it can be hard doing something, but yet it feels so good when it's done. And I think you had the same feeling sort of when you were doing those hundred portraits for Vital Voices when you first saw it, yet it was absolutely fantastic. So, Sonia, can you talk a little bit about that seven-year period in between your first album and the current one? Sure. I mean, basically, I put out a couple EPs in between, and then I basically had to transition from being, quote unquote, like a child prodigy, which is a really specific thing, like a kid who was really great. And and people treat you a certain way when you're a kid who's talented. They're impressed, but they don't take you too seriously necessarily, right? To then becoming an adult, which then you're kind of like everyone else. You're not special anymore, but you're hopefully a good artist. So I had to transition kind of like I moved to New York when I was 18 and I had been touring since I was 16 and I dropped out of school and this is what I was doing. And I left my management that I had been with as a teenager. So they were kind of like parental figures as well. And I I had to kind of have this bit of a, a rebirth of just who I was as now an adult musician, as opposed to this really, really young musician And that's why it took me so long to make that record. I had to raise the money to make it. And it was just really different. My first records had been like big budgets on big labels. And the sec, you know, this one I had to kind of, I ended up producing myself and I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to record. I had to learn how to engineer. I had to learn a lot of stuff in the process. So yeah, it was a lot of work and, and it did feel good when it was done. And yeah, does that answer the question? Yes, yes. Okay. There's so much similarity between the two of you, not just the creativity, but kind of how the thought process goes and how it feels so good afterwards. So tell us about being a new mom. And have you been singing to your daughter? I know that your mother's been sketching your daughter. Yeah, I sing to her all the time. I'm very tired. And uh, as other moms will know, um, and yeah, I sing, I make up songs for her all the time that I can't remember. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She's got an album in there somewhere, but it's not, uh, it's not on, on paper yet. 
So what wisdom has your mom imparted on you that you want to impart on your daughter? I feel like my mother has always been very supportive and, and I felt like I could really be myself. And I think that was really incredible. And, and my brother too, he says, you know, like, we have a mom who, not that we have or will end up in jail, but if we ended up in jail in a foreign country, she would come get us too. That's it. Like we. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, good. it's a good feeling. <laughs> so I think that sense of security too, that your mom has got your back is, is something I would, I would really like to make sure that Mona knows no matter what. Gail, how about you? What would you like to, what words of wisdom would you give your granddaughter? Oh, I guess that she could do or be anything. That there's like no, nothing that's out of reach. Nothing is crazy. Nothing is, is impossible. And that she can, she can count on us to support her in whatever and to always have an incredibly nurturing, loving, supportive environment. I mean, I'm I'm counting on Sonia. I'm I'm hoping Sonia goes back on the road and that she drops Mona off with us. And that, <laughs> you know, we get to have her for long periods of time, and Sonia never has to worry about where she is, and knows that she's okay. And I feel like that's a really important message for for kids and and I know a lot of kids don't don't get that there was never anything that Sonia would say that I would say well that's crazy we could we can't do that it's kind of like oh well maybe we can do that and how could we do that and yeah so and we also had a lot of fun which I think is something that I hope to do with Mona my mom I don't think my mother right off the bat strikes you as like a funny person with a sense of humor, but she's really quite, she, she trusted me with a lot. It was kind of easygoing in that way. And I think this, that trust really enabled me to feel very confident in myself in a really special way. Well, I could see right off the bat from Gail, from your, your postings, the kind of bond that the two of you have and the kind of bond that is really going to go from mom to daughter to to granddaughter so that's absolutely it's beautiful it's beautiful to see because that as you just said not all families have that and it would be nice if they did but you guys do and i thank you for taking the time out to to do this because this year is a special mother's day last year was crazy 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 but 2021 is going to be a lot better than 2020. Yeah. So I just want to thank you, but why don't you both tell us where people can find out more? Because I think they can, Gail, they can take a look at, at your sketches and also see sketches of your granddaughter. And Sonia, there's so much about your music and what you've done. So Sonia, first of all, your full name is Sonia Kitchell. So I know you have a website. Where could they find more about you? Yeah, my website, soniakitchell.com. And I also do this songwriting workshop for girls that I've been doing the last couple of years. And it's called The Antidote. So there's theantidoteworkshop.com too, which we'll start picking that up again as we're allowed to 
gather in groups and Instagram, whatever, <laughs> but it's all under my name. There you go. It's just You just Google it. Okay. Yeah. And Gail? Let's see. Instagram and my website. Again, if you just type my name, Gail, G-A-Y-L-E, Kabaker, everything will come up. And yes, I, I do have a sketchbook that is dedicated to Mona. I don't paint anything else in it. And I'm very excited. I've never really done anything like this. I have lots of rotating sketchbooks and I'm not very careful with what I do with them. And this one is very special because I'm just going to keep painting her and her, Sonia and like family stuff in it. And, and I'm imagining one day Mona will be able to sit and look at it with me and she'll say, Grandma, why did you paint me looking so creepy? I look like such a creepy baby. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all like haunted baby pictures. Um, Mona but, the ghost child. Yeah, but what I'm doing is I'm drawing sometimes live when I'm with her, but a lot of times also from photos. And I'm in order to keep it fun and not stressful, I'm basically just sketching it from the photo and then I put the photo away and I paint however I want to paint it. I'm not trying to make it a realistic portrait of her because honestly, that's hard and that turns it into not being as fun. So it's they're basically all inspired by her. But getting a likeness is sometimes a lot a hard work for me anyway. And so taking that part of it out, and if it does look like her, then I feel like, whoa, lucky, lucky, I got lucky. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that's how you can find me. And Sonia's antidote workshop is amazing, I just have to say. I mean, the girls that she's working with and what she is, it's a very full circle thing because she had some incredible teachers when she was young. And now she's giving to these young girls what, I don't actually know if you really had anybody doing that for you when you were that age. I, I'm not sure you do. I think you, you kind of did. Not specifically. Not no, specifically. Not the way. really. Yeah. So they're okay. very lucky to have her because she totally understands what they're going through. And just like I talk about keeping a sketchbook as a way to even for non-artists to get their feelings and thoughts and scribbles in one place. I think Sonia is teaching these girls that who have like all of these feelings and fears and all this stuff. And she's helping them put their thoughts and feelings into words and music and into really incredible songs that are then produced and recorded and it's really a special, special thing, what she's doing. Well, that's fantastic. I'm so glad that you talked about it because it sounds absolutely amazing. Ladies, I want to thank you. Sonia, congratulations on your first Mother's Day. And Gail, congratulations <laughs> you. on your first Grandma Mother's Day. I'm hoping for mine next year. So ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for so having much. us. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, please share it with another person you think would be interested. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Join me next week when I talk to another extraordinary, inspiring woman. Today's podcast is sponsored by Upper Deck, the national full-service virtual gym that has reinvented the at-home workout experience. 
Upper Deck has more than 30 strength and cardio classes a week. Named Best Fitness Club in the Gold Coast for 2020, Upper Deck brings the gym to you with live coaching and motivation. Upper Deck's unique classes are interactive. They have two coaches, one leading your workout and one keeping her eyes on you, providing feedback and encouragement in real time. For a free week of unlimited virtual classes with no strings attached, email info at UpperDeckFitness.com and let Upper Deck know you're a Sylvia and me listener. This has been a Life of Prey production.